Show.
But should all acquaintance be forgot, keep your eye on the grand old flag. Praise the Lord. Amen. That was good. So good. Appreciate everyone that worked so hard to make that happen. And uh, all their practice and time that we invest in young people and children will be time well spent. Amen. I'm glad somebody invested a little time in me one. Praise God. It's good to be in church today. Amen. We're serving a wonderful God. Enjoyed the singing, the testimonies this morning. Word of the Lord from Brother Trey done such a good job today. And uh, enjoyed that. Good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. To all of our guests that are here, we're honored that you come to be with us today. And uh, we want you to feel very welcome and to know that we are certainly glad and thrilled that you're in the house of the Lord with us today. Thank you for coming, and we pray that, and our desire is, and our prayer is, that you will be blessed, and you'll want to come back to be in church with us again. Why don't we all together just give all of our guests a good hand clap this morning? We're going to have a baby dedication here in a few moments when I finish up preaching the word. And uh, Arian Nicole and uh, child of Chastity and Tony. And uh, we're glad that they're here today and we're going to give her to the Lord. No better hands to put a child in than in the hands of God. All of our learning and all the wisdom that we acquire through life is never good enough. We need the protecting and miracle-working hand of God. And uh, so we'll be dedicating her to the Lord. Here, I believe that children are a special gift from God. Amen. Oh, some of you must have teenagers. They're still a special gift from God. They're special <laughs> gift from God. And uh, so... Um, I wouldn't, like the old saying is, that I wouldn't take anything for the ones I've got. One guy said he wouldn't give a dime for another one just like them. No, I love my children, and uh, I'm glad that, that I was brought up in a home that, that my parents love me. And I want to give my 
children the very best opportunity that I possibly can to have a good life and to succeed. So we are glad for all of those who are here uh, for the dedication this morning. And uh, any way, any way we can get somebody, just about any way we can get somebody to the house of God, we're willing to do it. And uh, so we're glad that you're here today. And if this is your first time to be in this church, uh, we want you to feel the presence of the Lord far and above anything else. And so we're glad that you're here. Remember, revival will be starting the 29th. Brother Cody Marks will be here with us. The scheduling of services will be Monday, or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of those weeks. And I believe that will be for three weeks there. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Be inviting people to the house of God. And uh, do everything that you can to get somebody to church. And uh, rem we will, uh, my wife, my, my family, and myself will be out of town next weekend and next Wednesday night, not this coming Wednesday night, but the following Sunday, this coming Sunday, we will be out of town, and Wednesday we will be out of town. So Brother Duplessis will be here, be preaching Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. So be faithful to the house of God. And uh, the young adults and uh, young marrieds uh, will be gathering at my house the 19th, I believe that is Thursday, and uh, we're going to have some fellowship and food out there. So all of you are welcome, and I want you to come. We're going to have a great time. Appreciate Brother Trey and Sister Ashley heading that up. So that will be Thursday, the 19th, and uh, be there about 6 o'clock. Uh, if you want to come, I, I, tell, I tell the Golden Eagles, be there at 6 o'clock. Brother, they're not late. They're early. And uh, they're... Some of them's gone before I even get a chance to say hello. But uh, they don't come dragging in late. But somewhere around 6 o'clock and we'll be uh, cooking some fish. And uh, we're going to have a great time of fellowship. So remember that. And uh, if you're kind of if you're kind of in between and don't know where you fit in, what kind of category you fit in, just do like I do and fit in all of them. I apologize to the Golden Eagles. I was not able to make it. Uh, Thursday night and uh, I trust that they had a wonderful time and and uh, my wife wasn't able to make it Tony was sick and uh, glad that she's doing better today and uh, so remember those announcements and uh, we want to keep praying for uh, brother Steve ask God to give him a quick recovery and uh, speed up the process of recovering a little bit and uh, ask God to touch him and to help Sister Gala. I know it's not. <laughs> so, anyway, Sister Gala said Brother Steve is not as good a patient as she is. But kind of the tide has been turned a little bit. But we are praying for him. Also, Brother Paul. And uh, we ask God to touch him. Many, many people are sick. So if you're able to be in the house of God today, you are privileged. Amen. And uh, thank God uh, for the beautiful weather. And uh, God has just been good to me. I have absolutely no complaints in God today. Amen. And uh, also there is a correction, the baby shower for uh, Sister Mickey Michelle and Brother, Brother Darren is uh, not Tuesday night, but it's Monday night, which will be tomorrow night. So remember that tomorrow night is a baby shower 
for uh, them and the one that is on the way. And uh, Lord, bless them and uh, bless the baby that's on the way. So remember those announcements. Remember church tonight. Let's come praying, expecting, and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I believe God's got something good in store for us today. It just feels good to be in God's house. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, if you want to stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord, John chapter 10, John chapter 10 and verse number 9, John chapter 10 and verse number 9. And uh, again, we say uh, how grateful and thankful we are for the guests that are here today. John chapter 10, verse number 9, very, very, very familiar passage of scripture and uh, I feel like the Lord has given me something to share with this church today I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy won't you read that together with me right now? The thief. I am come that you may have life, that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Skipping to verse number 14. The scripture says, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. Lord bless you for, hold up, don't sit down, for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Now, before you are seated, let's just go to the Lord in prayer and ask God for his anointing and his help upon this service this morning. God, we need your help today. We need your leading and guiding and directing hand. I pray, God, that you would anoint these lips of clay today. I pray, God, that you would anoint our minds, our hearts, and our spirits to the understanding and knowledge of your word where we could receive what you would have for us today for your glory and for your honor and for your praise. We praise you today. Now let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now for next to the greatest words that you come longing to hear today, you may be seated. <laughs> Y'all have already thought about those greatest ones, haven't you? Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's still early in the day. Oh, it's getting late in the day. How many stomachs already started growling? Man, I'm getting more like Brother Duplessis every day. I start getting hungry by the time church starts. But uh, I want to preach to you from this subject this morning. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Joy is something that is very important. In whatever walk of life that you choose. 
There are people that are searching in many different directions, many different avenues, many different scenes looking for joy. What is joy? Joy is simply a very glad feeling. It is happiness. It is great pleasure and it is delight. The scripture said in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 10, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It tells us to enjoy ourselves. When you're eating the fat, oh, man, life's not good for you, but it sure does taste good. It brings joy to your soul. Maybe cholesterol and stopped up arteries to your heart, but joy to the soul. When you're drinking the sweet, man, it's just so good. It's so great. It tastes good. Not always good for you, but it tastes good. Then he says, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Learn how to share. Learn how to give of yourself. Learn how to give of what you have been blessed with. For this day is holy unto the Lord. I love Sundays. Amen. I enjoy, boy that was weak, I enjoy Sundays. Because it is a day that we, we just simply not, not that this day is any greater than any other day, but it's a day that we have set aside as it's just a day to go to church. It's a day to keep your mind on God. It's a day, I, I, I tell you, I've been off on vacations and out of uh, pocket and not able to be in church on Sundays. And my whole week is messed up. I can't get my days straight. I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what's going on because I miss my Sunday. I miss being in the house of God. So this is a holy day unto our Lord. It's a day that we're not supposed to be sorry for anything. It's a day that we're not supposed to be depressed. It's not a day that we're supposed to feel bad. But it's a day that we are supposed to feel good. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Spirit is, is joy. When you look at the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, previous to these two verses, it talks about the works of the flesh. And then it tells us the fruit of the Spirit. It said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. The second one is joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering. It's gentleness. It's goodness. It's faith. It's meekness. It's temperance. Against such, there is no law. Against such, there is no law. No law can condemn one with the fruit of the Spirit. Law only condemns sin and never condemns righteousness. 
The law is good for law abiders. Amen. People get upset at the law. As long as you're obeying the law, the law works in your favor. But when we get out of the law, that's simply like the law of God. The law of righteousness, the law of life, the law of death. The law of God is good to them who have the fruit of the Spirit. Because the law never condemns righteousness, only unrighteousness. So let, no, let not the law condemn you. A lot of people feel that they, they have to put on a cloak of sadness. That they feel condemned in happiness and in joy and in peace. If, uh, if you go through a day and uh, you're not worrying and fretting, you lay down on your bed at night and wonder how come you're sleeping so well. Something must be about to happen. <laughs> now how many's ever did that? Oh, you know it's true. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. If I lay down... And I can't sleep. I said, Lord, please let me sleep. If I lay down and go right to sleep, I wake up in the morning and say, Lord, something must not be right. Because I'm sleeping too good. Amen. But we are not to feel bad. I, I look at people's countenance. You ever just watch people? I tell you, going to the mall is far more entertaining than going to any zoo. Just sitting there and watching people. I go there. If you want to see the freak show, you go there on Friday and Saturday night. The freaks come out. If that don't work, go to Walmart about 2 o'clock in the morning. Man. And if that don't work, go to IHOP about 3. I remember a couple of years ago, Terry was in the hospital. I believe it was Terry. And uh, we got away from there late, and we were hungry. They finally got her in a room. I believe Brother Harvey, I think, was with us, and Brother Duplessis. And uh, we were hungry, so the only place that was open was IHOP, our Waffle House. So we chose to go to IHOP. I'm telling you, I believe we were the only sane people in the place. By the time we left, I was wondering if we had any brains. The crazy people were out. They just, they, they looked strange. Their countenance was strange. They, they just, strange going on there. But you go and you watch people. Have you ever looked at how many people looks like they have lost their best friend? They just walk around sad and frowning and, and down and out and disgusted all the time. Like the old saying is, my daddy used to tell me, he said, you'd complain if somebody hung you with a new rope. No matter what you do, sometimes it's not good enough. And it's, how many's married? Enough said. No matter what you do. <laughs> Y'all lighten up just a little bit. We're going to have fun for a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> I know, husbands, you want to laugh, but you can't. I feel your pain. But we, <laughs> some of you ladies, <clears throat> you know what you're, you're going through too. But, but you wonder why, 
You ever, you ever thought about yesterday I was sitting at the house. I don't, I don't look at pictures too often because I get depressed. My wife would come in, what you been doing? Looking at pictures? I'm sitting there. I'm getting so old. The kids are getting so grown. Everything is changing. Man, I wish time would stand still. I wish, you ever just stop? Man, I wish time would just stop. Just quit going so fast. I was looking at some pictures yesterday. Man, those, I only had two children at the time. And they were so little and so cuddly and so cute. <clears throat> now they come in the house. My goodness. <laughs> oh well. But, <laughs> but we look at, at things and, and we, you remember, you remember the first time you met the love of your life. You went and got married and messed up a good relationship. <laughs> but you met the love of your life and I, I remember, oh Lord have mercy, I remember going home and telling my mother, I said I have met the one. She said, that's what you said last week. I said, but really this is the one. She said, that's what you said last month. I said, but this, oh, this, I was like Samson. This one pleaseth me well. Go get her for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Life, man, man. It, oh, and I thought the whole courtship of almost... We were about 25 years old and had good sense before we decided to get engaged. <laughs> uh, no, we, we were very young. Uh, my wife was bringing to my, my remembrance. She said, you know, said I was engaged before I graduated high school. But we were a lot smarter than what kids are today. I told, my, I told my daddy, I said, Daddy, at least, at least I didn't do like you did. That wasn't a smart thing. You never remind your parents of their past. I said, you knew Mama seven days or eight days and you were married. And I was kind of proud of myself for coming up with such a terrific statement. He said, but I was a whole lot smarter than what you are. And I understand that now. I understand that... that <laughs> All comments must be kept to their self. <laughs> but, but I understand that more now. That, that as we get older, we... <laughs> We understand that, that we have more, in, let me explain myself, that we have more intelligence than our children do. Because we've already been there. We've already experienced that. And then we thought, Samson thought, 
Now, if my parents will go get this woman, she's going to make me happy. And you thought that too, didn't you? <laughs> and so you thought that if I could just if I could just get married, it would settle all of my problems. Man, I would be so happy. I'd be full. Brother Josh even thought so so much he went and found him one name Joy. <laughs> and so so we went to 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 pursue happiness. In the pursuit of happiness. We thought that when we got to the place that we could buy the house of our dreams that it would bring us joy and happiness. It does for a short time. For a short period of time. The emotional joy here in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 where it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. It says it is an emotional excitement. It is gladness. It's delight over blessings received or blessings expected for yourself or for others. That's what this word joy means from the fruit of the Spirit. That's what it's going to bring you. The Scripture said... In Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10, when Jesus came into the world robed in Himself, when God robed Himself in flesh, it says, And the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. God is no respecter of persons, but He came into the world to deliver not just joy, but He came into the world to deliver great joy. And He came to give it to all people. People sometimes refuse joy. They refuse to be happy. They refuse to enjoy themselves. We get so carried away with the thorns that are on the rose bush to where we can't even enjoy the beautiful roses because we're complaining about the thorn. Life is not always easy and life does not always fulfill our every dream and life does not always give us everything that we want. But life is still something that we talk are to enjoy because life is very precious. Life is a gift from God. Amen. We complain about growing older and I, I don't deal with growing older too well. I look in the mirror and I see somebody staring back at me that I hardly recognize because of Age, it changes your appearance. And uh, my brain is still telling me I'm about 16. When I get up in the morning and creep down the stairs, it tells me otherwise. When I look and I see those wrinkles in my face, it tells me the true story. When I look and thank God I still got hair, but it is turning a little different color 
Um, but thank God for what I have that it tells me a different story that, that life just goes on and it waits on no man. So we, to, we are to enjoy the present time that God gives us here on this wonderful earth. John 10, as I have read, and 10 tells us that the thief comes to steal. When you look at the world today, you look at a lot of miserable people. A lot of people that are hurting. A lot of people that are searching. A lot of people that are going through things that has zapped their thrill out of life. The reason why people do such things is because they have not found that joy that they are reaching for. That joy that they are searching. The devil knows that if he can get your joy away from you in serving God, that he has got you on your way out. When we come to God, man, it was such a wonderful, wonderful experience. I never shall forget the day that I walked into church on a Thursday night not really expecting a lot, but leaving with something greater than I ever even imagined. Man, it gave me a happiness. It put a smile on my face. And it's still working even so today. Now there is times that I'm not having a good day, just like some of you don't have a good day. Some of you not having one at this present time the way it appears, but, but you wake up and things just ain't going right and I fuss and complain about what's not going right and we lose focus of everything that has been going right. And when I think about the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God, it puts a smile back on my face. It replaces the frown that I woke up with and gives me something to look forward to. I, I tell you, it's hard to be a witness when we look worse than those who are, we are witnessing to. Won't you come go to church with me? Don't nobody down there like nobody. i tell you what, the most destructive thing that you could ever do is tell someone else something negative about someone else. You're going to be held accountable for that because that is destructive to the person that you're talking about and it's destructive to the person who you are communing with. So watch yourself. Be careful about what you're doing. And I tell you, if you will get that joy in God... You'll see more good things. Everybody that sees negative all the time. Just negative. Everything is negative. Oh, this one, this one, that's what. I have found that when I find myself a place of prayer, and I really get prayed through real good, and I really get the joy of God in my spirit like I should, 
And I really worship like I should. I don't really notice a lot about everybody else's doing. Amen. You wonder, oh man, the, pre- the preacher. Let me, let me explain something to you here. The preacher ought to straighten that out. The preacher ought to know that. Bless God, don't he? Don't God tell him these things? My Lord, the preacher ought to preach on that. The reason why sometimes is the preacher's a little more connected to God and he, God blinds his eyes to a lot of things where he can sleep at night. Amen. So when you get yourself right and get filled with the joy of God, it makes everything else look a little bit better. Amen. Look at, look at you, look at your, your spouse. Oh, ain't they looking good? Look at me. Oh, don't you think I look as good as I did when I was 18? <laughs> You're not my spouse. <laughs> I'm almost married to you, but not quite. <laughs> Times I've felt like I was. <laughs> but, but you, you look at them and, and man, we see all of their changes. How many? <laughs> How many has she changed or he's changed just a little bit since you got married? Don't raise your hand. Oh, my goodness. But not exactly. <laughs> I better go on from there. That's not going to be good. But not exactly. But, but we notice all of their flaws and all of their shortcomings and and all of their failures and all of their changes. But, but you know, how many notices anything about you? About me? Me. Just look at me. What, 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 is, what is different about me? And, and if, if we start changing ourselves, and we start working on self, the one that we are married to will start looking better. They'll start acting better. The reason why some of you are married to a grouch is because your spouse is married to a grouch. That's good preaching right there. I don't care. But but that's... That's the way that it is sometimes. We, they wasn't like that when you married them. <laughs> so evidently you changed them into what they have become. I thought my wife could do no wrong when I married her. She still can't. <laughs> but, but see, they, when, when things... Kinda, we get kinda. It's kind of like one guy. One guy said, "Marriage is like taking a hot bath. It's not that hot when you get used to it." Some, some, some people, some people think that that when they come to God, that every day is going to be a mountaintop experience. Every day is going. When, when, you're, when you're in a relationship, you see the good, you see the bad, you see the good days, the bad days, the changing days. You see all of this. And when you are in a relationship with God, that joy is still there. That, that, that joy is still as powerful 
as it ever has been in the past. But who changed? God has not changed. The rich young ruler, I must hurry, I'm running out of time, but the rich young ruler, as we know him, we don't have a name, we don't really know a lot about this man, but he was a ruler and he was quite wealthy and he came to Jesus. He was a righteous man. He was a holy man. He was a law-abiding man and he came to Jesus and he said, Good Master, what must I do? This man was full of joy. He was full of zeal. He was full of sincerity. I don't believe that he came with the raunchy attitude but I, can't, I believe that he came with a pure heart. And he said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus looked at him. He said, keep the commandments. Do good. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't do these things. And man, he's feeling... I don't believe that he was, had a self-righteous spirit about him. But he was feeling good. Yes, Lord. All of these things I have kept from my youth up. Jesus looked at him and Jesus knew there was something there that was not quite right. And he said, one thing thou likest. Go sell that that thou hast. That that's become a weight. That's become a problem. The scripture said that when he heard this, but when the young man heard that saying, what happened? He went away sorrowfully. For he had great possessions. We have things that are to help us to, to uh, like the, the guy said, said money won't bring you happiness, but it will sure buy you things that help you along. Money... And we, we, bring, we buy things and we possess things that, that if I could just get that, if I could just get that position, if I could just accomplish this in life, if I could just have that, man, I would be so happy. But with that comes another disappointment. And so this man went away. Anybody that walks away from Jesus leaves sorrowfully. He walked away sorrowfully. For his possessions meant more than real joy meant. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 10. The scripture said that Paul was speaking about one of his sons in the gospel. And he said, Demas hath forsaken me. He's left me. He's walked away from me. He didn't say that he just walked away from God. But the scripture is quite evident in explaining the fact that he not only walked away from Paul, but he walked away from God also. Because it says, for he loved this present world. And you can't love the world and love God. So he walked away. Paul was heartbroken. Paul was upset. Paul was worried about Demas. Demas was mentioned in the Bible, I think, in three different verses. Demas was talked about. Luke even spoke of Demas in writing the book of Luke. 
The Bible talks about him, I believe, in the book of Philemon. And then, here he is, he traveled with the greatest of the great apostles. He knew what it was to experience the Holy Ghost. But what happened? What happened in his spirit? What happened in his walk with God? What happened was the devil is a thief. And the devil come in and got his joy out of serving God. When the devil steals your joy, when the devil steals the excitement of going to the house of God, when the devil comes in and he gets what makes you tick, I want to tell you this joy in serving God. I don't serve God because I'm scared of hell, although I certainly don't want to go there. I don't serve God just because He's promised me a place of peace for eternity if I live for Him. I serve God because I have found joy in serving God. I've seen people that they have lost their joy in serving God. You ever seen somebody that works on a job they don't like? The only reason why they're there is because of the benefits that it brings them. Because that it puts food on their plate. And then you look at somebody that really enjoys and they find joy in the work that they do. Amen. They are successful and the others do never succeed. Why? Because there is a missing ingredient and that ingredient is the joy that it brings to you. Amen. The reason why relationships for people do not last it's not because of all the changes that peoples make. It's the reason why is there is no joy in that relationship any longer. You don't feel that joyful feeling when you're together. And I want to tell you a saint of God that loses their joy, that allows the devil to come in and steal and zap their joy out of going to the house of God. It's not long until they quit coming to the house of God. Because there is no joy awaiting them they don't feel that compelling spirit they don't feel it no longer puts a smile on their face I have problems sometimes understanding why people can't live for God because I find joy in serving God people has talked to me I'm just not I'm just not happy any longer. Do you remember the day that you were filled with the Holy Ghost? That spirit, that joy, that glory, that, that man, that, that just... Oh, that I cannot explain it. Words, uh, words will never be able to explain the feeling of feeling the glory of God. And then I look at good saints of God that is sitting there. The same Spirit, the same God, the same church, 
the same power, the same song, but it no longer moves us. We sit there stone face and cold. I want to tell you, just like in your relationship at home, it won't last. When you got that feeling about you, your relationship with God will never last. When you can sit in an apostolic church, cold, hard, stone face, with the frown on your face, not feeling the joy that God can give. But I want to tell you today, if I could stir something up inside of you that would make you want to reach out. And God, I refuse to allow the devil to steal my joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People that go into church gets hard. It's not that it's a long drive. It's not that it's difficult on your work schedule. The fact is you lost your joy in going to the house of God. I come to tell somebody today that the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I come to give you joy back. I come to give you joy back. I come to give you joy back. I come to put a smile on your face. Hallelujah. 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 Demas, what happened? Demas was once a minister and a fellow laborer with Paul. He had, he had by this time grown cold in his experience with God and went back into the world that God had delivered him out of. This is clear today. This paints a beautiful picture to let us know that once saved, always saved is not correct. Everybody is their own free moral agents in this house today and in this entire world. Amen. You make your decision to come to God and to stay with God or you make that decision to leave God at any time that you want to. He will not save those who do not want to be saved. Amen. But I want to tell you when you decide that I found what I'm looking for. I found something that is real. I found a peace that the world could not give. Amen. Like Brother Trey was saying this morning, I found what the bottle could not give me. Amen. I found what the peel could not bring to me. Amen. I found real joy. I found an everlasting joy. I found a deep well. I found a well that just keeps on giving. I found a well that just keeps on producing. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So here, Demas, what, what happened, Demas? And we can look around today and over the years, we can see those who come in with the blaze of glory, shouted, worshipped, prayed, faithful to God. And then you see them start slipping back. It's not that God has changed. 
It's not that God is different. It's not that something's wrong with the church. It's not that something's wrong with everybody that is surrounding them. What happens is they started finding fault in their source of joy. And they quit going down. And I want to tell you, it's something that you've got to tap into every day of your life. This world saps the joy out of you. This world will make you miserable. But when you make up in your mind, I'm going to tap into the source of joy. How do I do that? I do that on my face before God. Saying, God, I've got to have your help. I've got to have your strength. I've got to have that source of joy in my life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So here Demas is. Paul, no doubt, tried to talk to Demas. Demas, you need to get a hold of your joy again. When you try to talk to someone that's slipping back, they just about refuse to talk to you. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I ain't going nowhere. Oh, I won't ever quit. I won't ever stop. I love God, but you're not, you're not happy. You're not happy. Amen. What the queen of Sheba said when she come and seen all of Solomon's glory and all of Solomon's wisdom, the most, the most remarkable thing to her was, happy are your servants. Happy are your servants. Look at them. In their service. Amen. I want to tell you when you tap into your source of joy. It's no matter what state that you are in. The scripture said I've learned how to be content. Amen. I've learned how to just make it. Why? Because I've got a joy source. That no matter what comes. No matter what happens. No matter what comes to pass. I've still got joy. That the world can't give. And bless God, the world can never take it away. If the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away, why would you allow it to slip away? The Scripture tells us, and I'm trying to hurry, I know it's getting late. Matthew Chapter 25, verse 21. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good, and thou faithful, and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. If you are a faithful servant. See, people can't understand what faithfulness has to do with living for God. People that are not faithful in a marriage relationship are miserable people. 
they're miserable people. They're always worried. They're always paranoid. They're always blaming somebody else. It's the other one's fault. Somebody else. They're miserable people. When you are unfaithful in your relationship with God, you are among all men most miserable. You can't serve two masters. You've got to grab hold of this joy. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 8. Whom having not seen ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Dad, come to the music this morning. I'm just about ready to finish. And let me tell you today, if you are looking, if you are in this place this morning and do not know about the joy of God, and you're searching for something that will satisfy the longing in your soul, it's not in this world because this world can't bring you joy. It can't bring you happiness. And it will certainly never give you peace. But let me talk to you just a moment this morning. Let me tell you about a God. No matter where you at, no matter where you've been, and no matter what you've done, you say, oh, I've tried it before and it failed. No, it didn't fail. You just got to dig down a little deeper and get a hold of the real source of joy. Something that will satisfy. Something that will bring true peace. Something that will bring real happiness. I want to tell you about that right now. It's in the house of God. It's in making your way to an altar of repentance. And saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Have mercy on me. And allow Him to forgive you and be filled with His Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And then go down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Let me tell you, out of all the things I've done in life, out of all the things that I've held in life, there is nothing that has ever been a, consent, a continual source of joy like it was that night I received the Holy Ghost. Has there been rough days? Yes! Has there been mountains to climb? Oh yes! But I want to tell you about a God that when I thought I could not smile, He put another smile on my face. A God, when I thought it was over and thought it was finished, He said, I am the author and I am the finisher. And let me tell you one more thing, it's not over yet. And He put another smile on my face. Amen. I want to tell you, you can smile in the hard times. You can smile in the difficult 
difficult times. Why? Because we're tapped into a source of joy. Amen. Our Lord and our Savior said, I came into the world to bring the world joy. And what you need to understand is that it's time for you to enter into the joy of the Lord. It's time for you. It's time for you, saint of God. It's time for you, backslider. It's time for you, sinner. It's time for you that may not know God and may not know what category that you fall under. Amen. It's time that God is calling you to enter into the joy of the Lord. Do you want to be happy? Not too many want to be happy. Do you want to be happy? Amen. A million dollars won't make you happy because you're going to have to pay taxes. A new car won't make you happy because you're going to have to put $4 of gas, a gallon gas in it. A new job's not going to make you happy because you're going to have to get up in the morning and go to work. But let me tell you about something in this house right now that'll bring you joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. God is calling you to enter into the joy of the Lord. Let's all stand all over this house. Let's lift our hands and lift our voices toward heaven. Oh, God, help us today. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Lift your voice toward God. Amen. Speak up. Let your voice be heard this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody searching? Is there anybody looking for that real joy? Is there anybody that needs to tap in one more time to something that will make you smile in the hard days of your life? I want to invite you to step out from where you're standing. Lift your hands toward heaven and say, Here I am, God. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, work right now. Come on, church. Let's pray just a moment. The Holy Ghost is in this house right now. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Everybody's mind on God. Help me out right now, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, touch from heaven today.